listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 184, where we will be discussing chapter 14 of City of Lost Souls as Ashes. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> Why don't I read the titles before? Why don't I do that? <laughs> That was Welcome a very to robot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I started talking and I was like, Love oh, I don't it. have my script up. And I, even though I say this every week, I forget every week how I'm supposed to say the intro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, ay, ay, ay. How was everyone's week? Busy. Good. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We're not prepared for the school change. The changing oh, yeah. of the... The guard here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's in charge around here? Why, it, certainly why does it have be to be me? <laughs> yeah. Like. Oh, that's funny. Oh my gosh. I, I'm just going to tell you guys this. Okay. I'm just going to get it out there. I'm embarrassed, but this is how it is. I need help from our listeners. A call to action, if you will. We have really bad fruit flies at my house right now. I've never experienced anything like this before. I have tried everything that I can think of. The apple cider vinegar with Dawn, which does work. It's just, it's not making a significant difference. I've bought stuff at the store. I've gotten spray that like smells awful. And they just, I've poured hot boiling water down my sink and kept my sinks closed in case they're drained. Like literally I'm shooing one off right now in case they're like drain flies and stuff. And they have kind of simmered out in the kitchen, but they've gone to our garage sink and it's awful out there. What do I do? Please people that might have experience with this, help me. People Send me internet. suggestions. Spam me. Yes. I would also like to know, because we do we do get fruit flies, and I would like to have a solution. <laughs> I mean. Instead of just being annoyed. Yeah. It's, it's to the point that I don't want to eat in my kitchen or make food. And so we've been eating, like, cabinet stuff or, you know, whatever, for a lot, or eating in the backyard. Those flies are better. Like... <laughs> I know I like don't buy bananas in the summertime because they always get soft and I always get fruit flies because of them and it pisses yes. me off. <laughs> I mean I have two young children so obviously we have a lot of fruit in my house but it's not like I it's in the fridge like even my apples right now are in the fridge because it's just not yeah. it's not going well around here so I like to please help me I'm drowning I like to envision this as like an ongoing war that you're like waging and like your husband just like referees in the background like <laughs> he said yesterday while I was at work he was sorry <coughs> you know new school year all of a sudden we all have colds um he said yesterday he was literally using the vacuum to like <laughs> suck them up because there were so many in the garage <laughs> Oh, my God. We're miserable. So there it is, you guys. My embarrassment. It feels icky. I'm over it. Please send help. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't wait to hear if anyone has any, like, tips. Yes, please. There's got to be something. I feel like this should also be a blanket statement. Like, if you have, like, weird 
remedies for shit around the house, just just like message us. Just tell us. We just we want to know. Let's start a post, you guys. Like my mom <laughs> used to have this book called Heloise Helps or some shit like that. And it was full of random stuff like that, like Dawn and vinegar or, you know, random things. Mm-hmm. We love it. Send it over. Yeah. Help us. <laughs> we will always be interested. <laughs> yeah. Don't gatekeep the goods. Yes. <laughs> don't gatekeep Mima's secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> oh, my gosh. So I have a question for you guys. Okay. I saw a TikTok. I feel like I have to, like, preface that. I know. Both of you did the same expression. Like, no. That's where I get all my information, too. (laughs) So I keep seeing this TikTok about, like, asking your husband how often he thinks about the Roman Empire. And I'm like, okay. So apparently this is a guy thing. Now, I, I suspiciously think this is a white guy thing. But, I mean... That's I I, have, I don't have a wide enough swath to to say for sure, but it's my suspicion. <laughs> so I asked my husband, and he's like, his response was, "You saw that on TikTok? I already know about it." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay," but also I'm I'm like conducting my own. I like I need you to answer this truthfully because I'm stressed out because I'm like, "What do you mean, guys?" I go, "I think about the Roman, Greek, and British empires daily." Like what? <laughs> Daily. And and I told him why as we discussed this because he's like yeah he's like I do think about like the Roman Empire often he's like I will say that. But as we were discussing it, I was like I I feel like I think about the British Empire and colonialism way more than I think about Roman and Greek, but it always leads back to it. And then I'm like, is this a history buff thing? Is this an ADHD thing that I just have, like, all of these, like, Wikipedia pages open in my brain? Um, Could be both. But then I I was like, I just, what about you? Do you guys think about? I mean, are you telling me. Ancient civilizations as much as I do? That your Facebook is not full of ancient civilization facts? (laughs) Because minus. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, am I the odd man out here, you guys? <laughs> um, I think it's opposite, Yeah. to be fair. I, I feel like Amanda, poor Amanda, gets put in these situations where she feels like an outsider, but really what it is is that two outsiders have kidnapped her. <laughs> yeah, we've abducted you. <clears throat> She's like, I'm just a normal I mean, man. <laughs> the last time I think I thought about the Roman Empire was when my oldest was in the sixth grade and I was homeschooling him <laughs> I'm devastated <laughs> do you know how many documentaries I've watched <laughs> I mean I'm not against it it just you know murder is yeah. more on my brain uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. Julius Caesar was murdered you know, most that foul. is fair um we were talking about the bridge that's getting repaired and then it made me think of Roman bridges. Oh my god, you guys are weird. <laughs> I know. That's and then amazing. I was thinking about You the, also have to add um, ancient Egypt in there though. Cuz I feel like oh, every 13-year-old yeah. girl has an ancient Egypt phase. Okay, that's my husband is an <laughs> Egypt person. Yeah, like he is all about it. Uh-huh. So, if you include that in the question, I will ask him. 
ancient civilization. It would probably be yeah. a f- at least a few times a week. Yeah. That was me in sixth grade. I love this. This makes me really happy, you guys. <laughs> I mean, listen, in more important news, did you guys see that in sync? Was at the VMAs together, all five of them. I didn't know no. the VMAs happened. I mean, I didn't either. I only knew because NSYNC was there, and so it was like a thing all over my news feed. Oh, okay. I got uh, <laughs> soccer updates and highlights about people getting red cards. And then um, oh. mine was showing the difference between, like, the Temple of Athena then and now. And, like, it literally is, like, that is so crazy. fossils and... You know, football and pop music. You know what I think? I love it. I, I feel like at the beginning of it, pop. each episode, we should talk about like two themes from our For You page that day. Because it's great. M- mine were the Mexican government uh, holding a press conference about these apparently mummified aliens. Oh. That was not yesterday. Heard about that. That was yesterday. And I'm like, I need to, I literally went, this can't be real. I have to do more research. And then I scrolled that twice right there and I saw not- another video and I was like, this can't be. I'm like, I don't, so I haven't had time to actually like look into it, but I'm like with all of the like alien news, you know, the government coming, you know, doing the congressional hearings mm-hmm. and all of this stuff, you know. I'm like, none of us care. People are more worried about, right now, what I'm seeing on my For You page is everyone mad at Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Yes. Which, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, Rightfully so. And, and fucking, yeah, like, this alien shit, so. Okay, okay. I'm like, Mine's oh. also Drew Barrymore. People are again, mad at Drew Barrymore yeah, now, she, of course. Didn't she cross a picket line or something? Yeah, so she's basically saying she's going to proceed with her show, and she's trying to present herself as a different kind of show, like a like news. It's a news, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you're. I mean, Drew Barrymore's literally Hollywood royalty. Like, she knows how this works. I mean, you would think so, right? Well, she has a contract, and the contract says otherwise. So that would be that. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awkward. Yeah. So is Isn't she, it nice is she to just be regular listed? people? But so is she not on there as a member of SAG? It's her script is like her contract is with the writers of America, like the W whatever, the oh. Writers Guild. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so, but she's trying to say that she's a new show. But like your your contract <gasps> oh, says otherwise. My, okay, Sam. okay, that's what I didn't understand. Okay, yeah, yeah, no dumb shit. Come on. Yeah, your contract says otherwise, ma'am. And also, like you guys are millionaires. Stop! Like, why are you making this about you? Mm-hmm. And I enjoy your vacation. Actually, read through the contract. So that's just what I got off of the internet. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> Don't have access to that. That's a right. It was not in the contract negotiations. It was not in the contract room. So. <laughs> oh, did you know that Robin moonlights as a Hollywood uh, negotiator? <laughs> Listen, she does a lot. She does. She's a woman of all trades. I could believe it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, all right. Um, Do we have anything else? (laughs) Hell no. All right. Well, what do you guys say? We cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on 
downworld or dish? I had a yawn right at that moment. I'm very sorry. Okay. <laughs> we open with the Morgan Stern siblings knee deep in the battle with the junk shop demons. Cleary recovers quickly from her push and the shadow hunters clean up quickly, including banishing Merrick back to hell and securing the Atomus, which Clary hands over to Sebastian. What the fuck? Um, the trio get cleaned up with Sevi handing his sister a slip of a dress in a way that is a thousand percent as creepy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. So you're all aware. Mm-hmm. They head over to a fairy club called the Bone Chandelier because it has a giant one hanging in the center of the dance floor. Amanda, we're waiting. Jace that's not really Jace easily convinces Clary to go on a long strange trip with uh, him by eating fairy drugs and then they start to get like super handsy Sebastian tries to use Clary's altered state of mind to get her to admit that they are two peas in an emotionally fucked up pod Mm. but she pretty much does the opposite Jace saving her from the awkward conversation and then immediately uncoolly pressing her boundaries and causing her to freak the fuck out and run away, passing out from all the Rob Zombie style visions that she's seeing. Mm. Meanwhile, Sebastian takes a meeting with Meliorn where he discovers that the Seely Queen has pledged her allegiance with Sebastian and his dastardly deeds. Back at Magnus's, the gang is met with an impatient Uncle Azzy, who wants to know if they have decided to free him from his pentagram prison, to which everyone clearly says no dice. My screen just went black. What's Uh-oh. happening here? Okay, got it. <laughs> Azizel decides he can wear them down to a yes by just hanging out in the apartment forever when Chairman Meow runs into the pentagram, quickly followed by Simon. It doesn't take Azzy long before he notices the mark of Cain on Simon and then calls all of them crazy motherfuckers <laughs> to be playing with heaven and angels like that. And so he decides to dip the fuck out. <laughs> with Azazel out of the way, Simon concocts a plan to summon Raziel and ask for a T.O. with the whole Blood Brothers befuddle. Befuffle? Befuddle? Befuffle? Kerfuffle? Kerfuffle. I was trying to think of a B and befuddle. Mm-hmm. Blood, blood brothers befuddle. Mm. It's <laughs> totally cool because the mark of Cain will most likely protect him from the angel's wrath, and then it'll just be W's all around. There's some debate with Izzy on the W questions of Simon's decision to be potentially MDK'd by an angel, but comes to an understanding of his wishes and tells everyone that they are going to support his decision. I love this for him. He has such supportive <laughs> friends. It's your main character moment. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you guys, in a shocking twist, we open with Clary regaining consciousness. Now, crazy. I know what you're thinking. Kristen, isn't that the same thing as waking up? You would think so, but no. My old roommate, Melissa, made sure that I was correctly informed that those are two very different things. So now I shall tell you a story. (laughs) We were going on vacation on spring break. Um, We were like 23. We were going down to Texas. And she didn't like flying. And so she had gotten a medication from her mother. I don't know what it was. And her mother was like a, a... uh, an upper like a middle upper class suburban wine mom okay so that should give you a good frame of reference 
So she took whatever her mother gave her. We get on the plane. Um, she took it before, obviously, we went through security, right? So we get on the plane, and she starts, like, sweating. Right? Like oh, I understand. Like, totally, like, sweating bullets. <laughs> She's all flushed. She's like, oh, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. I'm going to pass out. And I'm like, you're not going to die. You're totally fine. Like, you only took one pill, so whatever it is, you're not going to die. Because you're 23, and there's right. nothing wrong with you. Right. Um, <laughs> And so I was like, I was like, it's fine. And she's like, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. You got to call the the attendant. And I was like, listen, bitch, we are going to our vacation. We are making it that we're not getting off this plane. So I just kept telling her like, that's okay. I'll wake you up when we get there. And she's like, but I'm going to pass out. I'm like, it's just like sleeping. It's fine. But she had to inform me that it's not just like sleeping. Okay. So did she pass out? Um, no, she was fine. She was fine. I got her some pretzels and some water, and she was fine. Dude, she's so lucky that you were the one with her, because if it was me, I'd be like, oh, my God, yeah, let's get some help. And then we would have totally missed our entire vacation. No. I mean, <laughs> she was happy with the end result, but she of really, course. she never lets me forget it. <laughs> she brings it up every chance she gets. <laughs> You're fine. Dude. She's like, you remember that to. time when you were evil? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look, I was a single mom, and this was like my first solo vacation. I was like, you're not <laughs> ruining this for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you go ahead and ask for help. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I guess I'm going to Texas by myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that was an incredible trip, though. I could write a whole book about the hijinks. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, yeah. Clary partied a little too hardy and woke up in someone else's bed with a wicked hangover. Welcome to the club, kiddo. It sucks here. Mm. (laughs) Luckily, the heavy-ass boy arm wrapped around her is her boyfriend. I I mean, he is still possessed, so maybe not winning in any boyfriend awards or anything. Uh, But at least it wasn't her creepy-ass brother, right? Like, that would have been really bad. Yes. Yes. Agreed. So she slips out of his hold and takes a minute to admire him while he sleeps, like, as you do. And notices that he hasn't changed or even, like, taken off his shoes from last night. And... Like, I'm pretty sure that this is meant to imply that, like, he was so worried about her that he didn't think about himself and blah, 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 and was just, like, focused on holding her, which is sweet, I guess. But take your damn shoes off. Like, yes. What the fuck? You're such a neat freak. Your entire room is immaculate. But you're like, I'm cool putting my shoes on my bed. Like, I am a messy person, okay? (laughs) I have piles, right? I've got a clean pile. I've got a dirty pile. I've got a not dirty quite yet pile. <laughs> not all the way dirty. Yeah. <laughs> That's my bathtub. Like, I only wore this for a few hours, so I just throw it on the tub. <laughs> yeah. But, like, shoes on the bed is a hard no. For, that's a hard line. Yeah. And the couch for me. Like, my, my kid yesterday wore shoes and I'm like take your shoes off the couch why and I'm like how much spit and dead animal do you think you sat on <laughs> stepped on yesterday you know like 
Were you in a TriMet bus? You're going to get methamphetamine all over my house. Yeah. I saw that report when it came out. I was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, we all knew that, though. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, now it's just confirmed. Yeah. It's not just a joke anymore. Oh, yeah. For those of you listening at home who don't live in our area, they tested the transit um, train for meth, and there was, like, meth on every surface. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be a good time. <laughs> it's good times. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, where are we? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so Clary's feeling all crusty and musty from all of, like, the drug spunk splashing around the club. And she described it as, like, a silvery substance splattered on her skin. And I'm sure if Clary goes to the Not Like Other Girls meeting, Bella can give her some tips on getting rid of glitter splooge or whatever. (laughs) Don't. Don't. Oh, oh, I keep, I keep. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, thankfully, uh, just in time, just in time, Jace wakes up uh, right as she's starting to panic um, to explain that she was just on fairy drugs. No big deal. And he apologizes, basically saying that, like, it was supposed to make you feel good and, like, euphoric, but you had a bad trip. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to worry, though, while Jace was also under the influence of the same drugs, he did not see the blood and the bodies that she's describing. Um, and therefore can assure her that that none of that was real and she's like okay but you were also high so like how do you right (laughs) how do you i have a question about that so do you do you think that there's a chance that she interpreted what was happening between her and jace yeah wrong also um i don't know like maybe he wasn't being that pushy and because that seems like where it started i think just from just this sounds bad just from my experience with drugs i think him pushing her is what threw her into a bad trip yeah that's very 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 true absolutely yeah good point but i mean her her bra strap is ripped so that's true Mm -hmm. so she has at least evidence of that um, but just like his, he's just an unreliable narrator. Like, how can you say that none of that was real if you were just as high as I was and I saw it? Like, right. what's to say that you didn't see something different? And neither of us know what's real. Because they had that stuff on them before they entered the room. It like right? sprayed down on them while they were dancing. Right? So they would have noticed it when they weren't high, Right. Well, everything, like, as she walked in, she was, like, everything looked really cool, and they had, like, this big fish tank, and there was this really Mm -hmm. cool angel statue, and, like, everything's awesome. And then once she took the drugs, she was, like, she was still, like, the people here are basically, like, giving me side eye. Like, Uh everybody is, like, staring at me and giving me awful looks, and, like, clearly they're Nephilim and, like, all these downworlders and stuff. So everybody's given her the stank eye. And then when she first takes it, everything's like super euphoric and all oh, these people are so beautiful and like, they're not looking at me bad. And this angel statue is so cool. And everything's like peace, love and butterflies. And then right. she gets pushed and then she starts seeing all this awful stuff. 
come out. Which, um, that's why you don't do psychedelic drugs, children. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. especially not in a controlled <clears throat> environment. Like, absolutely. Yep. Like, <clears throat> don't. Gosh, I'm sorry. Listen, don't be us. Don't do, don't do the rave thing. That's a bad. I never did that. Yeah, when I either. made bad choices, I made sure I was with people that I trusted. Yeah. We put our phones in a drawer so we didn't accidentally call someone. And we stayed in my apartment isolated. Yeah. It was still not a great choice. Right. But I was the Robin of the Kristen. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like the good in between. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I've never, ever done psychedelic drugs because that shit freaks me the fuck out. No. It's a giant mm-hmm. no. It's a giant red flag. I'm not crazy enough as it is. I don't need anything to make me crazier. Well, you know, psychedelic drugs, they're now they're like micro dosing for like therapy and yeah. shit to like treat depression and anxiety because it like rewires your yeah. fucking brain. Well, and if it's crazy. controlled and like micro dose, but yeah. when you're. But, but like, yeah, Jimmy just like from grabbing a 13th Street is a selling you something of, that you don't know what's in it. A Ziploc of shrooms. Well, and I have a drug allergy. So, like, that was just the dumbest thing I could have ever done in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was anyway. driving down the road with Jason. I don't know. This was like a year ago or something. I saw a billboard and it said ketamine treatment. And I was like, what the fuck? Right? Because in my day, <laughs> ketamine was a party drug. And by party drug, I mean it was a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> yes. What was it? It is. It's They, they microdose ketamine for, like, like, to heal, like, traumatic brain injuries and, like, uh, PTSD and, like, shit like that. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, well... It, I mean, it's it's crazy cool. Like, the science is wild. But, uh-huh. like, the, uh-huh. the bad ways we did it was not good. But uh-huh. I was just really thrown off. I'm like, who the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, they, they, you, you could do that legally now? <laughs> I no. guess that's right. I saw it on a show with a little – anyway, a little girl had, um, I think, epilepsy or something. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. It just – yeah. I don't know. Now that you say that. Crazy. Um, okay, so of course this sets off a whole new insecurity and Clary asks if not real, the not real categorization that he just gave her applies to the smexy stuff that they got up to in the alcove. And oh, sorry. Jace, like a good boyfriend, immediately gets up to discuss their feelings about the advancement of their physical relationship while under the influence of drugs. Just kidding. <laughs> he actually fell asleep before she finished talking. <laughs> But, like, this is also, this is something I really wanted to talk about is the fact that they have not been, like, super physical. Mm-hmm. And and when she's under the influence, then, like, this is a huge, huge red flag. Like, the hugest of red flags. If this was any other situation than a fantasy book where he is demonically possessed, okay, <laughs> like... Right. Run. Run for the fucking hills. Like, this is someone who is not going to respect your boundaries. So, yeah. Yeah. Just PSA. Anyway. um, I want to read this little part. The legal part. Um, So, he's asleep. So, she's like, okay, I'm going to go in the bathroom and, like, 
fix my life because I feel like <laughs> I sound like crunching noises when I walk. <laughs> so. Right. A shower will fix everything. Exactly. Especially with a hangover. Mm. So she stood looking at herself in the mirror, numbness spreading through her bones. She was covered in smears of silvery residue. It reminded her of the time a a metallic pen had burst inside her backpack, ruining everything in it. One of her bra straps had snapped, probably where Jace had yanked on it the night before. Her eyes were surrounded with smeared black stripes of of mascara, and her skin and hair were sticky with silver. So... The only reason I read that is because, like, we've all, I know the the night at, or the morning after an evening out, you feel all crusty and musty, right? Mm. You wake up, it takes about 15 minutes for, like, the pictures to start fluttering in of realizing what the fuck you did last night. And you're like, ooh, it's like watching a movie. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a, a situation where I feel like, that paragraph of her looking at herself and the the line about the metallic pen and how it ruined everything and her mm-hmm. kind of like i wish that there was more emotional like internal conversation with clary here in this moment it feels very like we're t- like she's almost there And it may be that, you know, she's young and hasn't, like, doesn't understand her feelings quite yet, which I think would be fine in a narrative Mm -hmm. like this. Um, But I I wanted to just acknowledge that, like, she's clearly having a moment. And even though she can't necessarily recognize that she feels violated, like, she does. Uh And it's clear that she does feel like she's been taken advantage of. And now... That trust that she had, even though he wasn't her Jace, she still had a trust in him. Like, she still had, well, he wouldn't do that because it's still, like, my Jace is still in there somewhere. And I think she's. Yeah, his morals are still there, whatever. She's realizing that, like, oh, no, that trust is broken. I can't. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have let my guard down. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Now, not that it's her fault or anything, but she, she needs to be aware now and I think she's starting to Mm -hmm. realize that like oh fuck like this isn't we're not on vacation in Venice actually I am on a secret mission oh shit I keep forgetting that but I need to really remember it this time yeah they're basically demon people yeah it's dangerous you know huh not that like them getting attacked in the nightclub wasn't dangerous or I'm sorry in the junk shop yeah I don't know why I said nightclub like obviously yeah it was dangerous there was demons there they had they got attacked but like it's like subterfuge. Like these people, like I'm in a dangerous situation. Like, yeah. This is fucked. It's not, it's not that broad um, danger of like, I'm a shadow hunter and there are bad things that try to kill me and then I kill them. It's, it's the, the part, the nuanced part that she doesn't, she doesn't have any experience with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Clary hops in her uh, for an early morning hangover shower, attempting to decrustify herself uh, into feeling human again. The smell of the silver spunk is described as like water from a vase of rotting flowers, which barf. That Mm -hmm. cannot be helping Clary's already sensitive stomach because she's like, like she (laughs) thought about like the images that she saw while she was tripping, and she's like, oh fuck, I think I'm gonna puke. 
And I'm like, yeah. And you're also hungover. And now you've got this like foul, musty flower smell. Gross. Gross. And like she described it as like oily. This like fairy jizz. (laughs) What jizz? Sufficiently scrubbed, uh, Clary uh, gets ready for the day, still with what that like unsettled feeling in the back of her head. Like she feels like she's forgetting something. She needs a remember all. Um, yes, but she she so she's like I don't know. There's something I don't know. There's something only to be mid boot zip when it smacks her right in the face. Her fairy ring is gone. Shock gasp. You mean to tell me? That you were distracted and inebriated. And you are surprised? Yes. Agreed. What do we... And in a place with downworlders that could have seen the ring. Right. Like, I don't... Uh What are you doing? Okay, listen. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think... So I don't know if it's this book or a different book. And, and I don't, it, it's more Shadowhunter lore than spoilery stuff. So I don't think it matters or a book we've read or a different book. But basically it's kind of like your, like the family rings that they have. Mm-hmm. They basically Shadowhunter magically fit who mm-hmm. is putting it on. Right. So, you know, this ring can fit anybody. Do, do you think the fairy rings are the same way? They and are. if so... Do you think that she should have worn it as a freaking toe ring? Come on, girl. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, but I'm I'm fairly certain that they are because didn't she put it on and it fit to size? Well, and then Simon's wearing one, too. Like, I'm assuming Uh her and Simon don't have the same ring finger No, he's like a foot taller Uh than her. Yeah, I don't think they do. I mean, his fingers Uh are probably pretty skinny. Let's be honest. (laughs) But I agree. And to be able to fit anyone, it would need to be ginormous, huh? right? Like It'd be like a size that, 11 yeah. or something. <clears throat> Toe ring. And she's totally but yes, a five Robin, and a half. That is a genius idea that I, like, that's, like, that's main character energy. I just, congratulations. Yes. That was really good. Thank yes. you. I'm smarter than an imaginary 16-year-old. Yes, you are. <laughs> Hot dog, as Mickey Mouse would say. Oh, hot dog. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. I, it's been 15 years. And I still say that all the time. Yes. Oh, that's Fucking my Mickey life. Mouse Playhouse, buddy. Clubhouse, girl. Oh, yeah, Clubhouse. Whatever. We're, we're on to the fun house now. It's a new Ooh. show. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gross. Okay. What? Where am I? Oh, yes. The the fairy ring's gone. So, in a full panic, Clary runs around searching everywhere for her ring. She's, like, going through her old dusty, crusty clothes. Um, she searched Jason's room while he slept. And she's like, I can't find it. She thinks about searching in Sebastian's room, too. But she doesn't want to risk waking him up. She's like, eh, not worth it. <laughs> yeah. And she's still in the camp that she lost the ring. She's like, it must have slipped off, blah, blah, blah. Which, again, I don't know why... I don't know why she thinks that. I, I, I don't understand why her immediate assumption is that she's lost it. Well, I would think that if it fits her well, like if it went to fit her, it would be a little difficult to take it off. Yeah. 
Well, and she's so been wearing is, it. I'm surprised she didn't notice. In denial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it has to be that she's in denial because she doesn't want it to be true that they found her out. But mm-hmm. it's like when you're waiting for test results from like the lab, and you're convinced that you have whatever it is that they're testing you for, and then you're like, no, it couldn't be that. It's got to be this. It's called it the laboratory. Laboratory. The laboratory. Yes. <sighs> like I can't be pregnant. I'm just feeling nauseous because <laughs> right. Okay, the Gazzy test is true because every time you think you're pregnant, you're not, and every time you don't think you are, you are. Hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely true. <sighs> so she, uh, she's like, okay, I'm not gonna go searching through Sebastian's room. That's dumb. So she's like, whatever it is, she needs to find it. And seeing as she doesn't get cell reception in the townhouse, like, it's kind of important. Um, There's some pretty important information that she has failed to pass on last night when she could um, because she was too busy celebrating killing demons. And she actually thinks about this. She's like, ooh, I fucked up big time. (laughs) I probably should have told Simon, like, immediately. Instead of being like, Mm-mm, I'm going to go hang out at the club first and then I'll let him know. <laughs> and she was also like in the bathroom by herself when she kicked Jace out to get changed. She had time. Yes. Right. Like, <clears throat> and when she was in that bathroom, she was thinking, I really need to stop acting like I'm on vacation with my boyfriend. Yeah. So, like, she even, like, thought about, like, it, all of the things were there, but she did the teenage thing and just was like, nope, logic. Bah, bah, bah. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay. So, uh, where are we? Oh, yeah. So, Clary's not going to give up, though. She could still call Simon on a payphone if she could just, like, manage to escape Jason Sebastian for a few minutes. Like, that could totally work. Just make a quick international collect call. <laughs> They'll never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As- um, I just want you to know that she also says that she could go to an internet cafe and email Simon. Right. Which must mean that she he she knows Simon's email address, uh-huh. which is more than my husband, who we've been married for 10 years, can say about me. Because... He was like, what's your username for the security cameras? And I said, my email address. And he said, what's that? <laughs> Literally my first and last name with numbers. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <clears throat> so good job, kids. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, back in the day, come on. It was important to know. Yeah. Yeah. Email was a little more important, I guess, but. It, it was definitely at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, gosh. Okay. So uh, at, as Clary gets to the bottom of the stairs, she sees her brother with, with his, like, back to her, and he's facing, like, a blank wall. And Ew, so I don't like that you said her brother. <laughs> so, yeah. like, any sane person, she tucks and rolls into a crouch position behind, like, the pony wall between the kitchen and the dining room to spy on him. <laughs> Which is sibling behavior. Like, 100%. (laughs) 
Why the fuck is he just standing there staring at a wall, though? Doesn't that seem suspicious? Well, that's why she's it's like, I forgot what's going to happen. She's like, what is he doing? She couldn't possibly pass up the opportunity to observe her evil, evil sibling in his element. She's like, he's going to be doing, like, maniacal shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he reaches up with his stele, and Clary is, like, struck by this thought that Sebastian holds his stele kind of like Jocelyn holds a paintbrush. And... Just a quick sidebar. Like, I know I give Clary a lot of shit, but this is super fucked up. Like, the whole is he capable of humanity thing is really fucking heartbreaking. Especially (laughs) now that she's spending time with him. And even though we talked about before how Clary doesn't really give Sebastian a chance. um, And she's, Mm -hmm. she's very, like, kind of already made her decision up about him. Which I, I think is partially, like, a protective thing. And partially, like, just her age and kind of, like, how she, her perspective of how she sees things. Um, uh-huh. But it's hard. It's hard to kind of rectify the belief that, oh, he's got greater demon blood. Therefore, he is evil. And that he, there's no coming back for it with the knowledge that, like, he has mannerisms that are her mother's. So how could he possibly be all one thing? Right? Like, it's, it's hard to rectify those two things together. And, you know, it's it's sad because there's also the, even if, even if Clary is right with her perception of who Sebastian is even if he really is unredeemable in any way there's still the grief of who he could have been mm-hmm. absolutely okay I have a question about that mm-hmm. so clearly like Magnus mm-hmm. has demon blood also and that's because it was from a parent directly. So I assume that that's the difference between why Sebastian didn't turn into a warlock. But like, let's say that Magnus had grown up in the environment of V-Tang the way Sebastian did. Maybe that demon blood would have worked opposites against Mm -hmm. him and he would have been the same way. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's sad. It is. That maybe it's it's the the way he was raised. Yeah. It's the nature versus nurture, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which also, like, obviously Jocelyn did thought that he was dead, like, mm-hmm. that he, you know, with the fire mm-hmm. and everything. So it's not like she abandoned him per se. Right. But, like, I wonder what would have been different if he was raised with Clary in New York. Yeah. You think he was just, like, a little shit, too? Because he was, what, like, two or something like that when mm-hmm. she left. Like, he would just break vases and stuff for no reason. Just dead in the eyes like a cat. I don't know. Um, I think that he wouldn't be allowed to do that. Yeah. Mm. Right. With the type of father Valentine is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like he he would be the unnaturally still and quiet child that, like, is yes. so unnerving. You're like, that's not how a child should behave. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> all, all the, of the Uncanny um, Valley shit. <laughs> As my right. mom used to call it, the be seen and not heard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like the generational trauma, motherfuckers. I don't. The silent generation, they did y'all dirty. And in turn, y'all mm. did us dirty. Definitely. 
it's crazy what a turnaround we're we're doing as millennials right we're, we're like we're like listen all all the energy we have is going towards not fucking up our kids as bad as our parents fucked yeah. us up and their parents before them. We literally don't have anything else to give. We're like, I'm sorry yes. about everything else. It's the only thing we can focus on. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I talk hard. a little bit about that in my part, actually. It's funny. <laughs> it is so hard to be a good parent in 2023. <laughs> like, they had it real easy. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard to find that medium, yeah. Yeah. Median? Well, and then you have to, like, Mm -hmm. reparent yourself because you're like, no, bitch, you're acting crazy because of this. Like, you don't Mm -hmm. need to have control. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. And you're like, fuck, okay. I'm, like, trying to deprogram my own brain while programming yours. I don't have the bandwidth. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So when she looks back at Sebi, she like has this moment and she's not paying attention to what he's doing with his Stella. And so when she looks back, there's like magically a door in front of him. I'm like, hmm, if you could have only paid attention, maybe you could have replicated what he did. Yes. yes. But you didn't. So, boo. So what she decides to do instead is make a split second decision to follow him. She's like, I'm just going to slip on out behind him. I, I have a quick question. I've never tried to stealthily follow somebody somewhere, um, but I don't think I could, and I really don't think Clary can, <laughs> especially not Agreed. Sebastian. Agreed. I feel like he's got, like, hyper senses. Yes. Yeah, I feel like in this whole situation, there's no way he didn't know she was behind him. Yeah. So we, we're going to leave them there and pop on over to Jocelyn's point of view, which we don't get very often. Um, where she's sitting vigil at Luke's bedside, um, just like he did for her. Aww. Uh, mm-hmm. And the room is, like, low lit, but she prefers it that way because in the harsh light, she'd be able to see how bad his injuries were. And at least this way, she can pretend a little bit, which is, like, <laughs> sad. <laughs> and Luke reminds her of, her, like, Luke sleeping and, you know, like, peaceful reminds her of his younger self. Um, and apparently he got the Ron Weasley treatment growing up, which I will read this little section for you. Good, because I have no idea what you mean by that. <laughs> so Not a nerd. She remembered him in the schoolyard, skinny and brown haired, with blue eyes and nervous hands. He'd been Valentine's best friend, and because of that, no one had ever really looked at him. Even she hadn't, or she would have... Or she would not have been so enormously blinded uh, as to miss his feelings for her. So, his his bestie was like super popular, and so he was not. Mm-hmm. No one cared about that. Him. Doesn't that doesn't seem right to me? I just I feel like you're. I mean, yeah, he's not as important as the more popular guy, but. You're in his circle. Of course, you're going to be popular, too. That's just dumb. Yeah. That's just how it works. But, I mean, that's uh, that should have been red flag number one for him, that this wasn't his friend. This was his cult leader. Fair. (laughs) Good point. How to spot a cult leader. (laughs) Uh, 
so the reminiscing brings up uh, the memory of her wedding day with Valentine when she was 19 and how, how angry her parents were that she was marrying so young. Girl, don't I know it. <laughs> did they drop you in the bathroom and ask you if you wanted to run out the back door like they did me? <laughs> True story. Should have gone. Um, so <laughs> I'm talking about my first marriage, not my second one. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there was no bathroom for your second one. No, because it was a drive-thru. <laughs> yeah, you guys are awesome. And BTW celebrating five years of wedded bliss this weekend. Mm, what? What? <clears throat> Happy anniversary. Thank you. So, of course, her parents' uh, silly opinions didn't matter to her. She was in love, uh, and it was all V-Tang all the time. So. Stupid. <sighs> So in case you hadn't guessed it, Luke was the best man in the Morgan Stern Fairchild wedding. <laughs> and Jocelyn remembers Luke looking like, do you know how hard that was to say? Luke looking like. I did really well. There. You did a great, good job. kiddo. <laughs> she remembers him looking like he was in pain during the ceremony. And afterward, like at the reception, Someone, this is just such a weird joke to make. Someone had made a joke about, like, if the groom hadn't shown up, the bride would have had to marry the best man. Like, V-Tang hadn't shown up, Jocelyn would have had to marry Luke instead. And everyone's laughing, but apparently Luke didn't find it funny. He just turned completely white. And Jocelyn's like, chill, bro. Was it just a joke? You won't ever have to marry me. I promise. (laughs) Okay. That makes me, and, that makes me feel like at one point there was a tradition of like a best man or a second or something like that where like if the husband hmm. died he would step in and marry. I feel like I'm going to do some research because I think that that probably has a little bit of truth to it. I mean, if it's called the best man, maybe he's like the second best and that's your best option. It's because yeah. it, it tickles that part of my brain that says like that sounds like some shit some people some patriarch <laughs> shit that some people would be doing like that just it just sounds too wild to not be yes. a little bit true. <laughs> That's true because it is a weird joke yeah. to have made. <sighs> so Jocelyn kind of snaps back to reality. She's like Eminem, and um, <laughs> she, when she does, she realizes. <laughs> <laughs> that Luke's eyes are open and he's looking right at her and he's like, bitch, I'm awake. Pay attention to me. How long have I been asleep? Okay. That's where we're starting. And she fights the urge to like jump on him with excitement that he's awake because obviously he's injured and she tells him it's been three days and then fills him in on what's been happening with Jason Sebastian. And of course, you know, with Clary going with them and he insists on going after Clary because he's book daddy. Okay, we've learned. Yes. Pedro Pascal is internet daddy. Luke is book daddy. Mm. Yes. I so <laughs> I saw a TikTok about someone talking about like the voting for sexiest man is coming out and people gave Pedro Pascal his own category of which is the sexiest Pedro Pascal instead of pitting him against yes. other people. And I'm like, I, I agree. It, that- there's no vote that needs to be done. It, if, if he doesn't win Sexiest Man Alive this year, then I don't – it's not real. It's not real. If you Agreed. pick a Hemsworth a over Pedro Pascal, you're wrong. 
Right. Yes. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Like, I'm literally watching Narcos right now only because he's in it. Yeah. You should watch yeah. The Last of Us just because he's in it. <laughs> I did. I did watch that, of course. Did you love it? Of course. I did. Yeah. I did love it. Especially because um, I I liked Walking Dead, but I wasn't, like, super in love with it. So that was we all the good parts. This, didn't we? That The Walking Dead was. I feel like, I feel like probably. I feel we like had you to told have. me you watched that, but I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Please remember every show I've ever watched. <laughs> Don't ever ask me again. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Jocelyn reassures uh, Luke that she's been in contact with Simon. He's been filling her in about Cleary because obviously the ring. She's fine. Luke is not in the kind of shape right now to, like, go after anyone. So she starts getting emotional and she kind of trails off when she starts to say, like, if anything happened to you, she trails off and he gets this surprised look on his face. And I'm going to read this because I think it's a sick burn on Jocelyn, even though that's not how it was meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) So she says, what? I'm not used to you loving me, he said. There was meekness in his... There was meekness to his words that she didn't associate with Luke. And she stared at him for a moment before she said, Luke, lie back down, please. Bro, you don't show him love. He literally says that to you. And then you're just like, bitch, lay down. Fuck off. Like, clearly she was showing too much love for the man that she loves and intends to marry and spend the rest of her life with. So she had to, like, draw back her emotions. I I don't... Look, it sounds like Jocelyn did a little too much protecting of herself and uh-huh. can't seem to show love to anybody in her life. Uh-huh. Simon, Even herself, really. We, we, I mean, we've talked about how her blatant disregard for Simon's well-being is not just strange, but, like, downright fucking criminal against mom law. Like, mm-hmm. yes. what are we yes. doing? And her relationship with Clary is fucked. Like. <laughs> she even says that but in I this thought, chapter, basically. I, I thought her relationship with Luke would be good. And I probably just thought that because we didn't see it. Yeah. But I'm yep. like, how did, how did, how'd you get to the we're getting married part? If I this is how she treats you. How did you think she. Why? You're not used to her loving you, but you're going to marry her? Like, that's bananas. Right? <sighs> you're a monkey. Okay. So, um, since we're on the topic of her being a little bit shitty, she feels like this is a good time to bring up um, that she was just thinking about her wedding to V-Tang. It seems... <laughs> Seems like a good time to mention it. It's appropriate. Yeah. Ugh, and he's like, ouch. Worst day of my life. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you guessed it. Apparently it was worse than the day he was bitten because he loved her for some weird fucking reason. So then she tries to tell him and probably convince herself, in my opinion, that she, if she had known Luke's feelings for her, she wouldn't have married V-Tang. And she says, like, she was too stupid to realize how she felt um, because she's always loved Luke. And I'm just... What? Uh, I know. Bullshit. Yeah, I'm just... 
doesn't even jibe with, with, with what just happened in her head. Yeah. No. Right. Well, and it's just like they grew up together, like since baby babies. Mm-hmm. So you saw him as a platonic brother figure your yeah. entire life. And that's how you saw things. And yeah. he was nerdy and quiet and you liked the hot, popular kid. Like, yeah. Stop trying to act like you weren't who you were when you were younger. Like, yes. This yes. is also like, I feel like we're, we try, at least I do, I try to kind of like, I tend to put my morals on characters, right? So, mm-hmm. like, or, or or kind of my experiences, right? Like, we met Jocelyn as a single mother, right? Who's, like, an artist, whatever type. And so I think I, I felt, like, a connection with Jocelyn just in that way of, like, oh, I get her. Like, she's a single mom. Mm-hmm. But what I think the difference is is that we didn't know Jocelyn before she was Clary's mom. And we really only got her in the vignette of Clary's, you know, perspective. Um, uh, right. But I, I think Jocelyn was like a popular girl. Right. Like, so I feel like her, uh-huh. her foundation is different fundamentally than, so like I expected her to be a single mom like me but then she comes out with this whole different personality and I'm like, that's not like any single mom bitch I know, you know? And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's because you had a princess mentality and then you went on the run and like shut down, right? Yes. And so I feel like her personality is almost like stilted. Like she, she, she still acts 16, 17, you know, 20, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But well, obviously like... When push comes to shove, her character, like her like book character and her character for herself, mm-hmm. made the right decisions. Yeah. Like she saw what was going mm-hmm. on. She denounces everything to do with the circle. She hates Valentine. Like she did all the right things. It just took her longer to get there. And yeah. you don't have to pretend like you made all the right like right. You don't have to rewrite the narrative in your head. It's okay exactly. that you did what you did because mm-hmm. you learned from your mistakes and you got better. Like you don't need to, pre- it's like me sometimes when I think about my, like, God, I can't believe in this instance politically or whatever. I felt like that feels so icky to think that that was my brain, right. but uh-huh. my brain needed to do that so I could be so here now. Yeah. Right. Like, I needed uh, totally that. Totally agree. Yeah. So that it's, exact it's icky <laughs> and it feels gross, yep. but it made me be able to be here. So yeah. it's like you, you maybe needed that to yeah. get, to where you're going and you don't got to sweep it under the rug. Like it sucks, but how do you have accountability if you don't own it? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's the problem with Jocelyn is that she doesn't, she acts like she could run away and bury the past and never deal with it. She's still, I mean, it took her, she didn't, did she even really apologize to Clary? She justified herself to Clary. Right. That's fair. You know, she I'm sorry, but she hasn't really not taken an accountability for her own shit. She is she took it as like I loved V Ting and he betrayed me. But she has never really faced the fact that she was V Ting's ally and supporter before uh-huh. she made that change. And the only reason she made those changes is because he started behaving badly towards her. Right. It's, right. It didn't matter what he was doing to other people. Exactly. 
So it's well, just, she she turned a blind eye to to it and wasn't and involved, sure, but she knew. I feel like she, I feel like Jocelyn has regret. I do. I just feel like she hasn't admitted it, and because she hasn't admitted it, she can't grow. Mm-hmm. Like you have to take accountability before you can grow. Mm-hmm. You gotta crawl before you walk, girl. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna continue with Jocelyn just like unloading this. Obviously, she's been shower thinking while she's sitting here watching Luke. So she tells him that she wishes she could go back in time and marry Luke instead, but which is obviously, you know, of course you're thinking that now, as you know, you're looking back. What is um hindsight's 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So Luke was like, yeah, but then we wouldn't have Clary. And she's like, bruh, I love it when you talk like that. This is why you're book daddy. Okay. <laughs> we wouldn't have Clary. She loves it. You're like, and I, she goes on to say that, that if he Luke... loves her daughter more than she she does. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you take the heat off me. So like, I don't have to oh, be yeah. I forgot parent. I was a parent. Or try God. so hard. Thanks yeah. for reminding me. <laughs> So, yeah, she she wishes that he had been was able to be there more when Clary was growing up because she's like, bro, I was really shitty at it. Maybe you could have helped me more. And basically, she's like, Clary has been I'm summarizing clearly. Clary has been so protected that she basically just like rushes into danger without any thought. She doesn't she's never known any real danger. And of course, she doesn't want that for her. But I just feel like that is the struggle of every parent like you were saying like we don't want them to want for anything but then at the same time I'm like bro you don't need a cat boy motorcycle you have a cat boy car okay I don't want you to go into danger I don't want my adult children to have to not have food to eat but I would like them to financially stop spending all of their money so I have to step in and feed them, you know, sort of situation. (laughs) And it's the same thing. She doesn't want Clary to face danger, but (laughs) she wants her to be prepared for it, which she probably could have been if she knew she was a shadow hunter. Right. Just saying. Right. I feel like you're complaining about a problem that you caused. Yes. 100%. Which I guess, to be fair, she didn't expect her to ever find out about it, I guess. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> she tells, um, Luke tells her that she is a beautiful, beautiful butterfly. And she raised Clary to be a good person. Plus, she doesn't think she's invincible. She is just like super amazing and believes that there are things worth dying for. Which, Clary feels that way. Yes, yes, yes. Which I guess I agree with, but I don't think in the moment Clary is thinking of it that way. So I think he's just defending everyone. You're a beautiful butterfly. Everything you do is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. Yeah, anyway, we all know so Clary's we... reckless as fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a fair assessment. <laughs> yes, she was absolutely correct. Jocelyn was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we jump over to Clary following Sebastian and... um. Obviously, we find out that they're in Paris, like based on where they're going. And as we're learning, I mean, I guess there are lots of people that knew this already. But like Paris is dirty. Oh, who fucking knew? You know, I mean, I would. And so they're in like the city. All the cities are dirty. That's fair. And it is very populated, I assume. So, yeah. Uh 
Probably so anyway, um, yeah, exactly. So he um, stops at a building and she is obviously kind of hiding, but somehow she can perfectly see this code that he punches into <laughs> this lockbox to get into this building. So she follows him. Couldn't see the, the thing that he drew with his stele 15 feet away from her, but yep, she's got the four digit code. Got it. Yes, exactly. It must be ginormous. Right? It's like a whole computer screen. (laughs) So she follows him into the building using the code. And the entire time she's thinking exactly what we all are. And it is, quote, it shouldn't be this easy. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Absolutely. (laughs) So when she gets inside, though, Sebastian is nowhere in sight. So I guess it wasn't too easy. Right? He's just he moves quick. So as she gets deeper into this place, she can smell garbage and quickly realizes that it's demon smell. And of course, she's like realizing like she didn't bring any fucking weapons. Of course not. Of course not. Which I guess it's fair. Like she was literally just looking around for a ring. But like you had your boots on, girl. Just grab. Always have. Always be prepared. Uh-huh. Always. And anyway, she just continues to go down these dark ass freaking stairs that sound terrifying. No. I mean, she clearly did not watch The Lion King. Scar right. taught her nothing. Right. Yes. That's right. <sighs> Kids these days. Okay. Mm. I Finally, Clary sees a light flash in front of her eyes because I'm assuming this is like a spiral staircase. Same. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going down and down and down. And she can start to see the outline of um, her hand. And the steps start to come into focus in front of her. She finally makes it to the bottom so she can see and she can assess the situation. And at some point, the wooden stairs that she was walking down turned into stone. And she's in a stone-walled room and it's lit by torches that are casting a trademark Disney villain green glow up in the piece. Okay? (laughs) That is the ambiance is lit for evil. The vibe is on. And the polished rock floor has strange symbols carved into it and Clary toes around them. I'm assuming not wanting to have like a Raiders of the Lost Ark moment. (laughs) And when she gets to the exit, there's a stone like and by exit, I mean, there's like one like it's in the vestibule, if you will. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's just one exit, which is an entrance to another place. So you can either go back up the stairs, you can go to the exit. Which could probably would have been better described as an entrance. Anyway, um, there's a stone arch with a human skull in the middle, um, crossed on either side by ornamental axes that are like crossed together. So it's almost skull and crossbones, but the crossbones are ornamental axes, I'm assuming. Um, All good things. All good things. Sounds like it. Everything looks really great. This is exactly where she should be. It's very Mm -hmm. cozy. And through the arch, she can hear voices. So, of course, she goes to follow them because she is a cheese goddess. And we are fucking here for it. Mm -hmm. Okay? You go hear it. And then you can tell us what it is. Yes. And as she's going there, she's wondering if she's still in Paris or if this is kind of like an entrance to the silent city and she's going to pop out somewhere else entirely, leaving a sleeping Jace behind in the townhouse 
condo bachelor pad. And the thought of Jace, oh my God, that's not her Jace. Jace, that's not her Jace, <laughs> lights her fire once again. Gross. And she keeps digging forward. She's doing her best stealth check at the moment. And, like, her body is, like, pressed up against the wall. And she's, like, crawling along the side. Sneak action. When a door opens and the voices are finally loud enough to hear what the fuck they're saying. Now, in the other room is a group of lizard-like demons with six octopus legs that skittered, you heard that correctly, all of you, skittered Mm -mm. on the ground as they moved. And typically, I think lizards are super cute, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. I love me a bearded dragon, iguanas, they are so cute, like little charmanders. Um, but these are really, really fucking creepy. Like, part of it's the skittering. I'm assuming it's because there's teeth or something on their octopus arms, legs. (laughs) I just, I'm not into it. Uh I like the the two things separately. I don't know that I want them in one animal. Mm -hmm. Yes, an octopus, adorable. The cutest. Cutest. Yeah. But a, a lizard... Octopus, no. 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 Agreed. Yes. That's but, too many. It's too um, many are... legs. It's too many legs for land. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's fair. So they're huddled up gossiping like a gaggle of gals gabbin. Okay. <laughs> that is what they're doing. They are having a powwow, a cheesme moment. This is their evil water cooler. And they are surrounded, and we are here for it. So um, we're going to play this a la 80s Valley Girl status, just like the gossipers that they are. And that is how you're going to get this conversation. I love it. All right. I got a channel. I mean, if you trust him, like, sure. The great mother trusted him. He's, like, literally her child. Uh, for sure, but like he's also a nephilim, and they're totally grody. Grody, like, yeah, I said that weird. <laughs> for sure, but like they're also his enemies. Barf me out! I literally just said that he has the blood of Lilith. Duh. For sure, but his friend is like a major dweeb. Totally nephi too. The nephi to the max, you know. Oh my god, chill. He said that the Nephi is totally under his control and he seems like obedient to the max. OMG, you guys are so lame. Don't have a cow. The Nephilim have always been totally bogus and kept the world and kept the world and all its riches to themselves. But it's totally our time. <laughs> We're going to drink it dry and leave the ashes. As for uh, that nephi dweeb, he will he will be the last of his kind to die. We're totally gonna burn his pyre until he's the only golden until he's only golden bones. I put him on a pyre. That was a typo. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a typo. Uh, gag me with spoon. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ouch. Okay, 
So that's what happened. That's uh, that's a quote from the book. Literal. Look it up. I'm just, yep. Literal. Yeah. Just kidding. So they're work gossiping about Sebastian, clearly, and his intentions. And Clary gets super TO'd when they start talking about murdering her boo. Just like, no one is going to hurt Jace that's not my Jace. And she sucks in a breath of ginger rage. And of course, all the sneaking around was for naught. Because they have freakishly awesome demon hearing, and one of them is staring her down, like, high noon style. (laughs) They both have six paces, okay? And Clary takes in some uncomfortable eye contact, and she just forced Gumps right out of there. (laughs) She's got to go. The braces are breaking off of her legs as she is, like, trying to book it up these stairs. And Clary is fast, but she's not six tentacle legs fast. Fucking right. told you, too many legs she's for land. Too many legs for land. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. So are they suckering though? Because like, can you imagine? He's like, oh, oh, trying to pull his leg behind him, like one <laughs> so, stuck. So you're like, um, <laughs> behind yeah. you. They're <laughs> there are a thousand percent like teeth or a beak. Like a squid beak on each of these tentacles, oh. cup things. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Which is, I think that's what the skittering is coming from: is the teeth that are on. What the if they have the little legs. little lizard hands on the ends of all of their legs? Oh, <laughs> 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 just like an octopus arm with a little lizard hand. <sighs> like when people put the baby hands, yeah, on yeah, their <laughs> and like brush people's hair or whatever. It's my small hand. <laughs> my strong arm. That's what it was. That's my strong arm. That's what it was. One of the best. That is a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. Oh my god. Oh. David Cross is brilliant. Yes. So. Okay. Basically, anything he's in is good. Not that he played that character. Anyway. Um, Clary has finally, okay, we've known her for a couple months, a couple books, and she has started thinking like the shadow huntress that she is. And so she decides that she's going to gymnastic her way up the arch to grab one of the decorative axes off the wall to be her weapon in this battle. And it takes a little convincing, like physical convincing. I probably used the wrong word, but I can't go back now. Coaxing. To loosen. Coaxing, yeah. She's like trying to loosen the axe off the wall because it doesn't come like right away. But she's finally able to Xena, Princess Warrior, it off. And she falls but lands in a crouch with the heavy axe like swinging out. Like this is her main character moment yet again. And... She gets her fighting stance ready, and the first round of demons make their way through the door. Their tentacle legs, the tentacle legs are, like, pawing in the air. Like a dog, Mm-mm. like, I think, on its hind legs, like, begging for cheese, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful. And Cleary sinks the axe into one's chest, just knee-jerk reaction, and as she does it, she thinks about Jace telling her, like, when it comes to demon fighting, you have to go for the head. 
because um, demons are diverse creatures. Okay. And not all of them have hearts in their chest. They they don't have all have the same anatomy. Ugh. So you got to decapitate them. Which is honestly so nice. It's a, it's a nice little like tidbit about world building. It's, you know. Uh-huh. I like that. And um, Clary is lucky, you guys, because the demon, like, that she sliced in the chest starts pooling blood, but it does end up disappearing. So they do have nice. hearty, hearty chests, if you will. <laughs> <clears throat> that sounded weird. <laughs> and the next one, because, like, they're kind of, it sounds like they're, like, lining up or trying to push their way into this small doorway and so the next one comes in and mounts its attack and clary hacks off several of its legs causing it to tip over which is low-key like hilarious okay that's funny it's like how tentacle demon yeah (laughs) do you think she did it in one slice or do you think it was like multiple like okay look i think if it was real people it would be like you gotta hack it yeah mm-hmm. but i think that in this moment she's just they're clean off nice. i mean how sharp what? can that thing really be you know that's what i was gonna say what kind of edge can be on that axe yeah people are not taking them down and like <laughs> preparing well, and it, them an axe isn't a sword either so it's not uh-huh. like it's meant to like go uh-huh. through multiple it's meant to like chop well, it's doling yeah. every time she's hitting, too, because it's probably hitting the ground, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yes, we see her as the anime. Now, listen, here's a moment when you can recall back in your brain to ancient, like, medieval history and then oh someone getting God. beheaded and having to get whacked over and over again with a sword. This is your moment, Amanda. This is okay. what you should be thinking okay. about right now. That just, I don't know. medieval times. I guess well, I just think about guillotines. Like, I forget that people would just hack at people's heads because it's fucking awful. Did you know uh-huh. that the last beheading by guillotine was, like, in the 70s? I think it was, like, 1970. I did know that. In, like, France, right? Yeah. Freaking bananas, They're dude. They're trying to bring it back right now. <laughs> they the french people (laughs) i have family that lives in france bring it should ask them about it they're 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 real mad we're over here retirement age (laughs) right they lost what two or three years yeah they're like uh fuck you (laughs) we're We're trying to bring back the mcrib they want the the guillotine back the guillotine back and a snack wrap. Oh my god, yes, please. God, make the snack wraps again. The ranch was bomb. It's it fire. Was. Yes. Oh, good stuff. Okay. <laughs> the the demon is hacked some legs off. It is toppled over. And so its friend just fucking scuttles over its like cast aside body. Just like gotta go. It's mosh pit rules, I guess. Don't sit on the And um, uh, Clary is able to smash the friend's face in with the axe. Oh, and it didn't MDK a motherfucker. Um, like, she just didn't have enough oomph behind it. So it lurches at her again with a Tyrion smashed face. Ooh, 
and um, she slices off one of its legs. However, this guy is just mad as fuck, okay? He is pissed. He was in the midst of some hot goss. He got interrupted. He's pretty TO'd. And so it wraps one of its attached legs, obviously not the one that is on the floor flopping, Mm. to Clary's wrist, causing white hot pain to leach up her arm. And um, it was holding on to her as my uh, dearly departed friend, he's not my friend, I just wanted to say friend, Bradley Knoll would say, with a G.I. Joe Kung Fu grip. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she's able to punch the demon, pow, right in the kisser. Uh, where the gash was already at, and it made the demon loosen its grip enough to let her escape. However, this freaking demon is a bitch, (laughs) and he's not willing to give up, and it comes in for strike number three. And I feel like maybe bitch is the wrong word. Like, it's got tenacity, Uh right? It's got pizzazz. It's got that extra little something. It's not going down without a fight. And so it comes in to strike again, number three. And then all the way downtown, uh, a blade ends up in the demon's skull, causing it to vanish and revealing her brother, quote, okay, this is quotes from Clary's internal monologue, Pav. A blazing serif blade in hand, Ikor splattered across his white shirt front. Behind him, the room was empty, save for the body of one of the demons still twitching, but with black fluid pouring from its severed leg stumps, like oil from a smashed car. And I'm sorry, I am fully aware. I know that Sebastian is evil. But, like, will you please stop describing him so deliciously? Will you please stop? Right? Like, 100%. Ma'am, you're gonna have to stop doing that. Like, number one, he's your brother, girl. Uh-huh. Like, your actual brother. Yes. And number two, I am hungry and want a snack. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I can make him a whole meal. Oh. He can be my charcuterie board. <laughs> like those sushi girls in oh, LA. My gosh. I'm gonna make him my sh- charcuterie bitch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and like this, this. I know he's a bad, I know he's the big baddie, okay? What do you call it, Kristen? What? The, the big bad, the big, yeah. the B-E or B-B-E-G, whatever you call it. big bad, evil guy. B- <laughs> yes. I, I am aware, okay? Are your customers aware? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. Is there a part of me that is an awful, awful person? Absolutely. Yes. Okay? Clary's not helping her case. I mean, listen, it's like but- liking Negan. Yeah. On Walking Dead. Like he's awful, but <laughs> listen, if the if mm. the if the bad guy chooses you, then there's not a problem. Right. <laughs> How lucky are you? Right? He would burn the world. Some for Jocelyn you. energy right there. Right. He's he's never gonna be all noble and leave you to like spare you from you know a lifetime with him. Like he's not gonna do mm-hmm. that. He's not right. He's never gonna break up with you because you deserve better. Okay. He's going. <laughs> he's gonna murder people because they look at you wrong, and sometimes that's all a girl wants. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Um, 
let's just circle back to our conversation earlier we are mentally ill <laughs> yes yes sorry oh so there is also that we should probably put that in a disclaimer um up front that like hey yes nothing we say is probably good advice <laughs> it's not sound advice ever it's hilarious yep and relatable yes <sighs> okay sorry i just had to point that out yet again anyway clary is thrown off and tells him like just immediately get away from me (laughs) and of course he ignores her and asks about the wound on her arm it looks like really bad and it's starting to turn blue black already it's just not a good sign and she looks up at him and sees his hair looking like a halo because it's so platinum and it's kind of like mixing in this moment with the green light and um he's talking but she can't really make out what he's saying. The room was starting to spin and get fuzzy. And it's something about poison. And what was she thinking trying to fight six Dahawk demons? And she's just like spinning, okay? And she repeats the word. Do you No, I have something to add when you're done. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, done, done? Because this is my last Well, paragraph. so my point is just, well, my, anyway, I'm going to say. <laughs> I just want to say. Yeah. Um, I think it's weird that she, and I, I assume that it was just like a knee-jerk reaction to just be like, get away from me. But you kind of just like gave yourself away by saying that. You could have been like, bro, I was just really interested in what you were doing. So I really just wanted to know the cheese may and what we're up to. And she could have kept trying to keep this facade of being on his team. And she just she just spoiled that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's fair. Sorry. Thank She's you. not very good at crime. Right. Again, mm-hmm. as Kristen would say. She's not very good at crime. And... Um, I I realized putting this in here is important, but I didn't do a very good job touching base on it. And so once Sebastian shows up, I, I got distracted by his looks like a terrible, <laughs> terrible person. Um, Clary's internal monologue struggle with that is like once again reflecting back to the junk shop when... Sebastian was there to help her when she fell and was screaming. And then now, and she's like, I can't believe he keeps saving my life. Like, I can't believe that he keeps coming to my rescue. He keeps saving my life. And she's kind of has this internal struggle with, um, he's like, it's the thing. He's evil. He's pure, pure evil, right? He killed Max. He did all these terrible things. Why is he sparing me? Why is he saving me? Does he actually care about me? Which I think is kind of this internal struggle. So she, once again, once he comes up and kills that Dahok demon, she's like, he's coming to save my life again. Because mm-hmm. there's no and reason a kidnapper might want to keep you alive. That's fair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she's, and the thing is, is like, I don't know if in her, I think in her mind, she's not kidnapped by him like in her brain Mm -hmm. she's just there for jace like Mm -hmm. she's on the jace train she's plus one she's whatever so like sebastian probably sees her in this moment as like a liability like we can't trust you with our plans we don't know what you're doing so this would be the perfect time for like oh yeah clary snuck out 
she was being dumb and she got herself killed by these demons. So almost like she considers herself to be there for Jace's betterment. Like Sebastian relented to let Jace have Clary to keep him compliant is how she sees it. Whereas everybody else who can tell like with eyes can see that Sebastian wants her there. Mm -hmm. She just doesn't Uh believe that he wants her there. She thinks it's like he made a concession. Uh huh. Exactly. That's how what I yeah. think it is. I agree. That's which I and again that's my interpretation of the text. It could be wrong, but I think that's why she keeps babbling like, "Oh, this would have been the perfect opportunity to hide the body." Like, and not that Jace isn't under her control. Like, sorry, his control. Jace is under Sebastian's control. Mm-hmm. But I think we still get these moments where it's kind of like he's kind of like his the old jace is kind of fighting back a Mm -hmm. little bit he can't do much obviously Mm -hmm. because he's still completely under sebastian's control and so it's not a thing like in clary's mind where she'd want to hurt clary but Mm -hmm. this would be the perfect opportunity to be like clary was being dumb she got herself murdered right by being dumb and now she's not on my radar or my liability or anything anymore so she's like i can't believe he keeps saving me and part of that is does this mean that he has a redeemable quality that he is saving my life and he's putting risking his neck for mine Mm -hmm. can can this mean that he's redeemable or number two why am i important to him sort of thing so she's it's an internal it's not that deep in the book Mm -hmm. i'd like to make it deep here Mm because it's interesting but i think that's kind of part of her this would be the second time and so as she's hearing poison and she's clearly losing consciousness she um, says, like, I suppose that means that, like, he didn't really save my life after all. Like, I thought you were saving my life. I guess you didn't really save my life after all. And the axe slips from her hand and she starts sliding down the wall. But Sebi reaches down and lifts her up into his arms and draws a rune on her. And she Aww. can feel, like, the stele touching her skin and numbness start to spread up her arm. And she, the last thing she sees is the skulls on the doorway, the skull kind of like peering down on her as she once again ends a chapter passing out. So funny. Of course she does. Because <sighs> that's the literary device we're stuck in yes. at the moment. It's so a circle. That's cycle here. It's the perfect way to end when that's the way you started, right? Yes, always. Uh-huh. I mean, I love sleep, so... I have Mm -hmm. a little bit of research that I quickly did that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, Now, this is coming from CNN, so take it from a grain with a grain of salt. Um, (laughs) So it says the original duty of a quote unquote best man was to serve as armed backup for the groom in case he had to resort to kidnapping his intended bride away from disapproving parents. The best part of that title refers to his skill with a sword, should the need arise. And then on groomsmen, it says that groomsmen served as, like, the body, the bride's bodyguard. Which makes me wonder, is it bodyguard or just guard? Right. Mm-hmm. But I thought that, I, I, I knew there had to be something. Mm-hmm. And of course, I don't know what time era this was. Like, I'll I'll do more research and bring it up in, in another episode. But 
Awesome. I just thought I'd share. Thank you. Thank you for that. I feel better <laughs> now. <laughs> okay. So for next week, you want to make sure that you've read chapter 15. It's called Magdalena. Mm. You'll you'll definitely hear me go, eh? Eh? On that one, because I'm sure we're going to hear about it. All right, you guys. For behind the scenes contact. Nope. That is not what I say. <laughs> behind the scenes contact for behind the scenes content <laughs> and the latest updates check us out on instagram at <coughs> downworlderdishpodcast we'll see you next time bye bye, bye.